Are you looking for business news insights to kickstart your productive way? Not just any business insights, but authentic, verified, and relevant. From the mainstream banking, they offer a microcredit facility. Give a difference between microfinance and the microcredit. There's a difference. If you're going to do microcredit, you're just lending small amounts. When you lend small amounts, which sector are you lending to? Well, look no further. Join Steve Tadzoka on the Business Alley, where he talks anything and everything business. He's joined by business moguls and experts for discussion on hot topics from emerging markets, commerce and industry, banking and saving, economics and investment, and many more. Join him every Monday on Classic 263 at 5 past 8 in the evening. He speaks your mind and he's got you locked on. And never miss out. Classic 263. Now we are talking. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are tuning in just now, this is The Business Ali here on Classic 263 Radio and I'm your host Steve Tadzoka. Now as I promised you last week, we have the renowned author Jerimonya Zungu who is also conversant with the issue that we are going to be discussing today, that is uh, sales. Jerry, welcome to The Business Ali and good evening. Uh, good evening Steve, thank you for having me. Oh, wonderful. So let's dive straight into the topic for discussion. Away from the textbook definition, what is sales? Yeah. Sales, according to me, is uh, the act of actually persuading or uh, influencing someone into taking an action. So if uh, from the definition, sales is not only for the sales people or for the profit-making businesses, but sales is for everyone. It's for everybody. Okay. So if, it's, if sales is not only for, for business people, why is it important to, to sell? Or to have a sales department or a sales process, why is it important? I thank you very much. It's actually fundamental for everyone uh, in this world to know the skill of selling. Sometimes uh, people don't know that uh, everyone at one point they were sales people. Just imagine a kid who is crying uh, when you're a kid, or when I was a kid, I used to cry out loud when I need something. So that's sales and that's a soul skill because so for souls people you need to be persistent you need to be unreasonable you need to keep pushing in order for you to get yourself but as we start to grow up now we start to lose that uh, act of selling that uh, persistence because we, when a kid starts to cry they'll cry continuously until you give them milk until you give them a toy until you give them yogurt or whatever they want mm-hmm. But as we start to grow up now, we are now reasonable. So in other words, I'm also saying good source people are unreasonable. They have to be unreasonable. So everyone actually think that the sales is supposed to be taught even from ECD. Because everyone is supposed to know how to negotiate, how to persuade, how to influence. Imagine, you've got a company, you are maybe the managing director. But if you can't persuade or influence your people, to follow your vision, that is never going to work. So you are supposed to sell to everyone. Even if you're an employee, you are supposed to sell to your manager. Even if you're a pastor, you are supposed to sell to your congregants. So sales is actually for everyone. It's not only for people who carry uh, business cards, which is good sales title. 
So I, I was gonna ask you that who is supposed to be a source person, but it seems like you have already highlighted that in your answer to the to the previous question. So you said something about the consistency and keeping on pushing until you you get the desired outcome. Now I'm I'm thinking of a of a case where I'm in Tari, I'm at Dangamvura bus terminus. Mm-hmm. You know there are people who sell charges there now. Like the natural order of the day these days is that everybody's just selling something. Exactly. So when they come to me, they're a source person because they're trying to sell whatever they have at what point in trying to push a customer to buy what you're selling do you become annoying thank you so much that's actually a nice a nice question was even at my company i still remember last year we won a deal after following up that client for 57 times so in when you're selling now following up on a client oh you're not supposed to annoy a client so firstly if i call you still i'm supposed to know which mode of communication are you comfortable dealing with? Some people are just comfortable with emails, some are comfortable with text messages, some are comfortable with WhatsApp, some are comfortable with calls. And there are a lot of various forms of following up on a client. You are not supposed to be, if you notice that most of the sales people when they are calling you, they just go straight to the point. Remember, you buy, to, you buy from someone you have a relationship with. So you have to build a relationship before the transaction is made. So what I'm saying to the people is, don't just make a call. Sometimes be different. Make a video. During, during the, this Monday, you can make a video. It's, it's Monday evening. Say, I was thinking about you. I think you need some charges. I was just thinking about you today. Or even when you're playing soccer, you just say, you're still in my mind. I'm thinking about you. How is your weekend? Don't even ask about the sale. Be creative. So even if it's a company, maybe you know that they're in construction. You get into a newspaper, find a tender, take a picture, send it to them. Say, I find a, 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 a tender for you. I think you might like it. That's creative ways of following up on a client. Because remember, even you, you've got that shop which you like uh, buying from. You've got that person, if you think of clothes, you've got that person who comes into your mind. Why? Because that person has developed a relationship with you in buying that product. So don't be annoying. Use various means which are there these days. You can even, even if I've got your number, I might start communicating you via Instagram inbox, via Facebook inbox. Not talking about the particular product, but if you notice that, if I start talking about Manchester United, Sometimes you're yeah, the one who's going to start even saying, ah, Jerry, I'll come back to you tomorrow about that, that, uh, that, uh, those charges. So people must be creative. People must have that skill of sales. That's why I'm saying sales is actually a practice. You said something that is so interesting to me. 57 times you were persistent in following up with uh, your potential business. Wow. I, I don't think I would have the energy to stick around for that long. But what it got me thinking into the kind of personality or the traits that a proper salesperson needs to have because clearly patience needs uh, to be one of them mm-hmm. and uh, creativity as you have mentioned. So what would make a good salesperson? I think the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, trait which you actually need as a salesperson is on uh, your attitude. Your attitude is supposed to be is key and is fundamental. So even if you're hiring a salesperson, if someone has got a bad attitude, even me, when I'm hiring a salesperson, sometimes I even ask them to run. Sometimes I ask them to wash cars because I want to test their attitude. Are they able 
to face rejection because souls is all about rejection you're going to be rejected as many times as they are going to reject you so you must be able and some of, some of the souls some of the people when they are going to insult you it's not like they don't want to talk to you they don't they don't want that product if you ever called a client yesterday they needed that product yesterday they needed that service but when you call them today they are called they can even say why are you even calling me as a source person you're supposed to know that in this world in this kind of economy in africa people have got problems sometimes when they are insulting you they are not insulting you personally but maybe it's a, if you're talking to a lady maybe they just had a bad day with their husband so if they see each and every man they are going to answer them in a, in a bad way so as a source person now you're supposed to have that attitude you're supposed to be wired and trained that you're going to face a lot of rejection in the market you should be able to use various means maybe you've insulted me through the phone why are you calling me why are you even bothering me i'm having my lunch i should be able to text i should know that this is not coming from their heart so if you don't have attitude you're never going to be able to be a source person and also you need to be unreasonable i know that most of the people they are taught that calling a client for many times following up on a client for many times it's actually bad for business remember a, com- a customer who is coming to you 50% of them they are on the wrong product okay yeah, exactly then are actually 77% of the people who are coming to you they are not sales ready how many times have you go to a, to, a, to a to a shop or you've called a, a company asking for maybe a jural maybe you want your house to be constructed but you don't even have the plan of that house exactly it means that you are not sales ready but it doesn't mean that you are not qualified to buy so as a sales person right now i'm supposed to nurture that relationship i'll be calling you different ways of following up sometimes i just say say i've got this type of jural which i've done to my client i post you a picture i am following you up but not calling you and bothering you that when are you going to start having that jural but i'm giving you information because that's what you asked for so i'll give you information even via broadcast on emails make sure that i'm doing when i'm doing bulking emails i make sure that your email is there when i'm making those broadcasts on whatsapp i'll make sure that your contact is there you know what is happening in our company even if we've got an event it's now end of year mr steve did you know that just now uh this company our company is got an event we are going to have um a cocktail i'm inviting you you are building a relationship with your client so uh, that's why i said attitude is going to be fundamental it's not about a qualification someone can be qualified have a masters of sales and marketing but it doesn't mean that they can sell that's why vendors are better sales people than people who are qualified theoretical to sell thing you've spoken volumes into the dynamics of our market now i'm thinking that uh, does this have anything to do with uh, the type of customer what are some of the metrics that you use to classify customers because i'm i'm looking at a scenario where i'm trying to sell from my office mm-hmm. i've got a phone i'm calling mm-hmm. and i'm also looking at a scenario where i am looking at a vendor outside the mm-hmm. window we're trying to sell bananas mm. to a moving thank you so much i i think you have seen vendors uh, yeah vendors maybe most of them they are selling to b to c so it's business to customer mm-hmm. an individual maybe i've got one minute to sell to that person what you what are you supposed to do 
Have you ever noticed that a vendor can come to your car? Hey, boss, your car is very, it's beautiful. I like your car. They'll be smiling. And sometimes they say, no, you need a modulator. They'll actually give you the modulator. They'll give you why. That's a selling skill. I'm, it's called an ownership clause when you're now doing sales. Because I'm giving you the product. You feel the product and you now have the product in your hands. It's very difficult most of the times for you to return to that salesperson. That's why vendors, they're very good at sales. They can, they can make you buy what you didn't even want to buy. Because why? You're dealing with a B2C. You're supposed to make impression close in a few minutes which you have. If you want to sell a charger, if you look at them, they actually see is this person. Even when they're selling a high ticket item, they've got cars they approach. They don't just approach Jack and, and Jill. They know that I think this guy with the Jeep, this guy with the Mercedes, this guy with the BMW, they can buy this type of modulator. This guy maybe is driving a Vitz can buy this type of modulator. And also they are B2B now. When you're saying business to business, those people, they take time to make decisions. Imagine a, there's, a, there's a big company which has got a CEO, which has got a procurement board, which has got a finance director, which has got maybe an IT guy. Let's say you're selling IT products. So you're supposed to impress the IT guy. You're supposed to impress the procurement guy. You're supposed to impress if the CEO is going to make the ultimate decision. That is going to take you a lot of time. That's why I said this normal sales process, sometimes you really need to spend two years sometimes in order for you to close a deal that's why it's very key for you to understand the nature of your clients and clients when they come to you there are times when you buy a charger just because maybe it's a nice charger you want an extra charger there's a time when you buy a charger when the one you had is no longer working so it's those that is different so it's very key for a salesperson not to continuously preach you're supposed to ask sales it's all about asking quality questions for example maybe you're just using an iphone which type of charger were you using how much did you buy that charger for let's say if buy you bought a, a, a five dollar charger maybe i'm selling a 50 dollar charger i now need to know how much did you spend in your last transaction and i can tell you that say you really need to buy a 50 dollar charger because it's going to last you for the next two years so we we have an innovator who has developed a product mm. that they want to sell a car to a customer who is already comfortable in whatever they are doing so now he wants to make them realize that they need his product more the one that they are using so how important then is the politics of the organization for that entrepreneur before they can penetrate that particular business yeah thank you so much like uh if you face that scenario, you've got a new product, it's not known in the market. That's why it's also key to actually market your product. Even if you're on social media, remember you're competing against Maititi. You're competing against the likes of Kanye West. You're competing against, because people are competing for attention. So if you're not going to post your product, educate people, start comparing whatever they're using. Let's say it's a, it's a software. Maybe people, they are using an old software, which you know that it's, it no longer provides the needs of uh, this kind of organization. Preach about it. Preach it about it from afar. Market it on radio, like uh, here on radio, you market it on radio. Then after that now, when you've, uh, the attention is now there, you've done the marketing well. When you now approach a client, you're supposed to ask those persons now, 
which kind of problems are you facing from this system which are using right now if you are going to change this do you think when do you think you are going to change do you have a budget to actually change who is in the authority i've noticed many people they can waste time speaking to someone who doesn't have a authority because everyone in any organization they want to pretend as if they've got authority how many times have you been someone is working in an organization they can just tell you that i'll find you a job even if that person is a janitor they can promise you a job <laughs> in that kind of organization because everyone wants to feel important so it's very key to ask those quality questions now when you're making this kind of transaction who is involved approach those people make a pitch to them ask those questions solve a problem and they'll buy the challenge that we have is if you try to go on a website on a company's website to look for information their contact details the numbers that are there do not belong to the ceo in any way because he doesn't have the time to deal with people asking about the price of a b c and d he probably has a pr team or probably a communications team who handle information about the company and talking to people who just call maybe asking for jobs and dropping cvs so how then do we get in touch with the chief executives of a company who make the decisions to buy the product that I want to sell to them. Thank you so much, Steve. It's so easy, especially these days of technology. I'll tell you of one, uh, there's uh, this other genius. Uh, it's now part of my team uh, at my organization. This guy, do you know what he did? Mm -hmm. Every time when I post it, he would come up with a comment. When I post on social media, you'd come up with a comment. Nice comment. Uh, everything he was commenting, getting to my inbox. I'm inspired with what you are saying. Do you know what he did? He just came to my office. I also want to buy my, my book. When, when I give him, uh, because I've got a culture whereby if someone wants to buy my book, I make time for them. Even if it means 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, I have got time for them. After, when he had about the book, he actually said, I was looking for an attachment. Do you know what I did? Do you think I was going to deny that person an attachment? No. He's clever. So don't approach directly. Maybe you want, there's a CEO of a, a, a big company, which is listed on stock exchange. Just to check what he needs, maybe what he loves. If he loves golf, make sure that you are at that golf course. If he plays golf at Chapman, Make sure that always a chapman. Say, I like the way you're playing. Even if he's playing bad shots, make sure that you're applauding him. That, ah, my brother, you're very good at golf. Give him comfort. Then later, introduce yourself. You don't introduce yourself directly. Remember, you are not in the game of selling. This is an art. It really needs you to be very technical, very psychological. If Jerry loves a certain team, Let's say Manchester United. Even if Manchester is playing bad, you are never going to say Manchester is playing bad. <laughs> you should make sure that you are giving them all sorts of praises. Say, I wish if I could. I, I, you can even wear Manchester jersey. <laughs> knowing that Manchester is play, playing today. Because you want to break the ice. You want that attention of that CEO. Build a relationship until you are able to present your case.
That's that's interesting. I think this one should take us to the break. You've just reminded me of this song that was sang by this Zim Danzo Chanta who says Fazam Tingi. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, do stay tuned on the business Alion Classic 263 as we take a short break. We wish to interrupt this program in order to bring you this special bulletin. For the best talk, in-depth analysis, news, sports and entertainment, look no further than Classic 263, your number one talk radio station in Zimbabwe and beyond. Classic 263, your supreme entertainer. The best. We got the music, news, content you love to hear. Yes. Now we are talking. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is still the business early on Classic 263. We then took a break, but the conversation was getting interesting and heated. Now, uh, to lead us back into the second segment of our show, let's talk about the, the technology that has grown immensely into our market. Mm-hmm. How can we leverage on technology to, 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 to better sell our products to yeah. our clients? Yeah, thank you so much. I think most of the entrepreneurs, most of the business people, They've now embraced the marketing technology. I've noticed many people are pushing their products on WhatsApp. They're pushing their products on business groups, on Facebook. Some are even pushing using TikTok. Some are pushing on LinkedIn. Yes, the marketing aspect, people, they've embraced the technology. But let's now talk about the sales process. Because after getting those 50 leads in a day, you need... To utilize technology in actually making sure that you are following up on those clients. That's when a CRM, customer relationship management software, becomes handy. Because we are saying, after getting that client, you need to know. Because sometimes, imagine today is a Monday. You have talked to 50, 60 clients today, and maybe you're recording in your diary. Instead of recording in your diary, if we just use a CRM, it means that. All the information is now there on cloud. All the conversation which you have made are there on actually on the CRM software. Even if your salespeople in your team, some some even one of your salespeople is struggling, you can see the areas they are struggling. If they meet someone who is not a decision maker, you can also see that no, the person you have met, you can assist them. Personally, I assist my salespeople just by mail uh, looking at the CRM. I can check. I think the person you talked to, you talked to the wrong person, you didn't close this deal. The reason, maybe when someone has also closed the deal, check the process, how many times have they called. Remember I said I called a, someone called a client 57 times. It's because I'm using a, a software. So sales now, it also needs to be done in technology. People are supposed to take advantage of this tech, uh, these softwares, make sure that they are utilizing them. And they'll increase their sales. In my organization, when we started using a CRM, my sales actually increased by 200%. Because why? My follow-up was now organized. My team, if you're going to say, they'll call you on Thursday. They'll call you on Thursday. If it's 12 o'clock, they'll call you on 12 o'clock. They are not utilizing a Google Calendar. They are utilizing a CRM, which can remind them, you've got a meeting. You need to call this one. It helps you plan your day. It helps you plan your week. You know the high priority leads, you know the medium priority leads, you know the low priority leads. You know how to qualify a client using a what? Using technology. So this is sales. Because maybe people, they've got a confusion. 
most of the people they think that marketing and sales is, is the same. Yeah, I, I was actually going to get that dive into it. Exactly. The difference between sales and marketing. There's a difference. Because when you're marketing, I'll give a practical example. If I scream here in the studio, if I just scream, people, if what the that attention will come to me. Because people say, what is happening to Jerry? I've got the attention. So marketing is getting the attention. Whether if someone is going to put an ad on radio, they want that attention. If someone is going to put an ad on Facebook, they want that attention. Some, something on Google ads, they want that attention. After getting the attention now, that's marketing for you. Put a billboard, you put an ad, you put something on your status, you're getting that attention. What's, what's, what do you do now after getting that attention? That is what is key. How many times if you go to a Facebook page, those people they'll pay sponsored ads, um, uh, plenty of US dollars, but they don't even answer you. If you say how much is uh, maybe how much is your laptop, they'll take three days to answer. Some they'll take one week. Some they'll take even two weeks to come back to you. Because why? They've only marketed. They haven't started selling. So the process of selling is starting when you ask a question, how much is your product? That's when the sales process starts. Because I now have that lead. So marketing, in other words, I'm trying to get that lead into my company. Sales, I'm trying now to convert that lead into money. So if you just market without selling, it means you're never going to realize the full potential of your organization. So you now need, when someone asks for that laptop, how much is it? Because people will ask you questions. How much is your laptop? You see, which type of laptop were you looking for? What do you need it for? Maybe someone wants to a laptop. For, that's why I said sales is about asking quality questions. Some people maybe they'll buy. How many times if you go to a certain organization and you see this old guy, 65, 70 years, he's got a, a Core i7 and you just wonder, this guy in their organization, maybe it's Minister of Finance. This guy, does, does he really knows what <laughs> this laptop or Core i7 is supposed to be used for. Why? It was because of a salesperson just wanted to make a sale. Make a sale and a high-valued sale. But they didn't solve a problem. Because this guy maybe was supposed to just use a dual core at a cheaper price. So you need to advise that. So a salesperson is the one who's going to advise now to say, No, this laptop you're about to buy. It's not suitable for ECG people. I think you can get this one at a cheaper price. You can get this one because it has got uh, the, the specs which are suitable for you. You are now helping that client. So the process of sales now is starting from when a client comes in or when they call, make a call, when they, they indicate that they want the product. You are now making those following uh, follow-ups. Follow-up using a call. You are now making follow-up visits. Visit that client. Have a meeting write that proposal make sure that you close it you you bring money to the company make sure that the product you have sent to the client is also working is part of the source process it has got nothing to do with marketing getting a referral you are not getting a referral because of the source process because of the product you have supplied most of the source people they make this this scene it's called a sales scene they don't ask for referrals after a client is happy Say, you're happy with my product. How do you rate it? I rate it 9 out of 10. Can you refer me to... Because I know in my industry, 
I know people are facing problems, they need the similar solution. I've got friends who are also facing problems. I've got churchmates. So start getting those referrals. But what what those people do? They go back, sponsor those ads, and forgetting about those people they've already sold. Because a person who have sold, it's also easy for you to make a second sale. It's also easy for you to get a referral. So that's why the sales process is important. So there's a big difference. I'm amazed. I don't know how they juggle it, but I'm amazed with some of the people are called sales and marketing executives. I'm wondering <laughs> how these people are juggling the sales process and the marketing. Because marketing on its own is very big. Because we are talking about sending those broadcast messages is marketing. Writing a newsletter is marketing. Writing those blogs is marketing. Pushing things on WhatsApp is marketing. So I'm wondering, how is this person going to market in their day? And at the same time, they are going to follow up on this big pipeline, which has got about 500 clients. I'm also shocked. I don't know how they are doing it. Very interesting. You know, as you were explaining this part, I was seeing passion oozing out of you and the studio is actually steaming of passion and I'm here marinating in the wisdom. Now I understand what you meant when you said you don't understand people who then parade themselves as sales and marketing executives. Which brings me the question to say, our, our school curriculum, it, it produces sales and marketing. Like the, the entirety of those degree programs, they have sales and marketing tethered together and it's a two-year product it's a two-year uh, degree program mm-hmm. or it's sometimes four years or mm-hmm. one and a half or maybe it's just a six-month course where they're trying to cram sales and marketing into one basket so according to your own assertion do we have sales people in zimbabwe as we wrap up this conversation i i think i'll be blunt on this one we don't have sales people in zimbabwe when i'm hiring a sales person in my organization whether they've worked for another company I'm just hiring for attitude. Then we train them how to sell. Sales people are a scarcity product in this world. If you look at the countries like America, they've got abundance of sales people. That's why their countries are rich. That's why even they don't have a lot of resources as a country. It's not a big country in terms of population, but it's the world leader. Why? They know the skill of selling. They can sell you anything. They know that any American product, anything which is coming out of America is superior. They know how to present themselves. They know how to present their products. They know how to persuade and influence people. Even their narrative, that's why they control even the media because they want to push the agenda. So, source people are very scarce. But when you are hiring a good source person, hire that someone with a good attitude. You know, even in your own industry, Steve, you know how to sell your product as the CEO of the organization, as the founder. But when you are now giving that knowledge to the other source person, attitude is going to be key. The way these people, they consume information, the way these people... I, I, I usually say, source is like swimming. You cannot say, I have been, I have a degree of swimming, whilst I've been done swimming practically. We would rather have our souls people who are trained every day. I would rather have a degree of being taught. Uh, like That's why I've got an advantage over many people. Because I learned most of this skill as a vendor. Because when you're vending, you're doing practical souls. But when someone is at the university, they're doing theoretical souls. They should be actually be encouraged to sell sweets, to sell perfumes, to sell products. If you're doing souls every day, you should be selling something. 
and you know that if you are closing how did i lose my myself how did i how did it go wrong because every day i tell myself people that they have to yes every day when they lose a cell they are supposed to know how did we lose this cell and it's never about the client it's about us most of the times we are it's us how, how many times have we had to uh, this client anonata this client is troublesome i can't deal with this this client even many entrepreneurs people want to be rich people are the ceos of the organization i think this client is problematic this client i can't deal with this client but if you notice the people who complain too much the people who seem problematic those are the people who buy from you when you are able to convince someone who is difficult to sell difficult client they will buy from you and you alone people are easy to convince those people they are like prostitutes they can buy from anyone because they are easily convinced and that's very interesting actually very interesting well it's very unfortunate that we have uh, run out of time but i would have loved this conversation to continue and i definitely hope to invite you over again so that we expound on uh, this sales pro- uh, this sales process so what i would, what i would want to do is i would want to bring in a marketing executive a marketing executive over on the conversation then we can have a cross conversation you talking about sales them talking about marketing and how you inter you interface as you run your different organizations jerry thank you so much for coming through tonight welcome steve thank you very ladies and gentlemen this has been it on the business ali i'll see you again next week same time same place with more exciting content uh, i guess I'll, i'll see you in december if you want to get to know more about the book the chartered vendor by jerimonya zungu do follow me on my linkedin or send me a message there and i'll give you a direct access to him so that you can buy the book from him otherwise good night <music>